going on, everybody? Welcome to the Miseducation of Music. I'm Alex. And I'm Jay Traw. I thought he was, was doing a pass out. No, it's Never fine. Mind. Never mind. Look, hey, we're working it out. It's we're cool. working it out. It's, cool. it's the first cool. time I've ever opened an episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're here today Um talk about, you know, just music, obviously, in general. But at the end of this episode, towards the end, we have an interview with Cassius Tay, a very, very the talented. Homie, homie. The homie, very talented young artist. Um, Chicago. to be favorite rapper. Detroit. Area rapper, yeah, he's really, really good. Uh, we recommend that you guys listen to him. We've closed out an episode with his song Roses, and we're gonna do that again today. It's just yeah. a great song. Go listen to it. Also, go watch the video, which drops today, uh, the, today, the right time now. of recording. So it'll be out. <laughs> um, if you guys are going to the Stolly show, if any of you guys are f- uh, fans of Stolly, he will be opening for him today in Chicago. So hopefully, you get to see him. Say what's up. Um, and yeah, we're just gonna get into it. I mean, there's some, there's some. Uh, some fuckery afoot, if I should say myself. Fuckery myself. afoot, man. Some, that's the best way to put this, some dude. Fuckery afoot. Dude, I didn't even know this shit existed until you brought it up, man. Yeah. We're talking about end of the fucking decade list. Who thought it was a good decision to put together lists of 10 years of music, dude? We did way too much when people yeah. started making top 50s, yeah. top 100s, and now motherfuckers want to do top decade. It's just you. I mean, the number has to be crazy about how many albums came out from 2010 to now. Like, and then like people are trying to do it by song too. So yeah. like, it's different if you go by album, but yeah. like by song. Song is fucking ridiculous to me. We're currently looking at a 200 song list provided by Pitchfork.com, and just gotta say, pretty trash. <laughs> uh, there's no way to sugarcoat it. I don't understand any of these picks. I don't get I it. I don't understand the ranking order. They got Tribe Called Quest ranked much lower than like Miley Cyrus and Rihanna Throwaways. Yeah. Like, dude, it's confusing. Like, I, they do have a couple on here where I'm like, I didn't even know y'all knew that one. So, like, yeah. that's good. But, like, dude, this is like rough. Like, I mean, because once you realize how many songs have come out, yeah. like, if you're meant, like, any list where you can put Ultralight Beam, and rolling in the deep <laughs> yeah. by Adele in yeah. in a ranking order, yeah. you've done too much. Yeah. I mean, just coming from a person who loves music, you can't rank 10 years of music properly. No. No. Like, I mean, I think that doing it in albums more as like an honorable mention would be yeah. dope. Like, maybe we'll do one of those at the end of the mm-hmm. year. But by track? That's just ridiculous. Do you know how much? Like, I can't even guess how if much music has come out, dude. By genre, that might have been a little bit more concise. But I then you're doing like 13 lists. You're I doing mean, 13, 200 lists if you separate by genre. Well, to me, it's like, okay, either do that or don't do it. Like, fucking separate it because there's so many. And I kind of understand where it's like, okay, regardless of this song's genre, we're going to say that it it fucking crossed over barriers and this and that. I understand that. But to be honest, in this this list, there's shit tons of music that a small group of people know. <laughs> the w- I just want to point out they have Bobby Shmurda, Hot Nigga at 63. Wow. At wow. 63 on this list. That is higher. That's really than, high. That is higher than Ultralight Beam. That's higher than Adele. That's higher than a couple Drake hits. Yeah. I don't know where they are getting their info. Man, this is fucking... rough. Like, I agree with you. If you're not going to do it right, don't do it. Yeah. But this is the thing. And maybe I'm giving away some game and some people are going to be mad at this episode. Because I think that the point is to grab... 200 random songs, drop them in a controversial order Mm -hmm. just to get people to talk about it. That's true. Because if one person visits Pitchfork's page because we mentioned it right now and talked about how controversial this list was, they're still winning. They just did. We just did what they wanted. Exactly. So, I mean, like, I think we might be giving away too much game. I guess. But I mean, like, what the fuck, man? What happened to what happened to, um, you know, uh, Dorn? Pretty. Adorn, I'm with. Adorn, I like. Man, I'm this, comfortable with that at a 58. <laughs> I, I'm not comfortable with a lot of this list. Like, a lot of this list is, like, super cringy. Like, yeah. a couple are in the right spot. Like, putting Kendrick's Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe in there in the top 50 out of yeah. 200, reasonable. That's like, he's good. a 51. Like, that makes sense. But then I'm like, thank you, next at 48. Like, it seems like this <sighs> list is, like, what's what's new is going to be higher up on the list from like the top hundreds if it's new yeah. and then like if it's an old song 
but you still listen to it at least once a week. Yeah. They put it in the top. They put it in like the top 70 with those other ones. Yeah. I mean, like, come on, dude. A lot of these are just ridiculous to me. But then again, it's like, I mean, let's be real. Pitchfork is like a, sort. I've said it before, it's a hipster publication. If you fucking whatever, talk shit about it. I don't, talk shit to me. I don't give a shit. But it kind of <laughs> is. It kind of is. And like, <laughs> Sorry, we're just looking at the list. Yeah, no, we're still looking at the list. Still, so like, this is like these are like also real time reactions. Yeah, like we we're just we're just scrolling and mentioning what has like yeah. At some a, point, we'll what the like hell? I mean, like, but see, 10. this is where I say that they're actually doing something reasonable when they put like "Monster" by Kanye West at like a thirty eight slot. Yeah. That song came out in twenty ten, but it carried through the whole decade. Yeah, like so you gotta you gotta say that's in the top fifty. I mean, literally. I and mean, I'm, if I play that at a party tomorrow, it's gonna hit. I might yeah. like. And I might, I'm, you know what, I'm going to say it now. That My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is the best album of the decade. Wow. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I really now, don't care. Now we got to do an episode. Don't care because. You just said that's the best album of the decade. I need to sit you down. You don't fucking tell me Cardi B's album is the best album of the decade? Fuck off. Okay, okay. Fuck off. What? I didn't say all that. I know, but I'm just saying, who? <laughs> what are you going to say is the best album of the fucking decade? I don't know, man. It's a I rap gotta, album. It I has to be a rap down. album. I got to sit album. down and look. Because my thing is, Beyonce gave us how many projects in this time period. She gave us, I think, like three or four projects since then. Kanye has given us... Jay-Z didn't drop anything that that cool. Lil Wayne, Carter 5 is from... Or Carter 3 is from 08. Uh, J. Cole in contention. Not best album J. of Cole's the fucking in decade. Contention, Kendrick's in contention. Kendrick's both in of, contention. Both of them are in contention for more than one album, in my opinion, yes, though. Yes. For best album of the decade. Because my thing is, if I were to say best album of the decade, it'd be like, hey, can I do like a seven-way tie? Yeah. Like, I'm going to need about, like, seven albums that I'm, like, I get the same amount of emotion off each of these joints. Yeah. But, like, so many, so much music is dropped. Right. And I, I, maybe, like, making a list of this this nonsense is probably just not good because it's, like, I don't know, you're, you're kind of discrediting all, fuck, I don't know. Like, was Thriller the best album in the 80s? Probably. Probably. I mean, financially, yes, but, like, <laughs> who, who knows, like, other al- but who great knows what, albums. But who knows what was, like, sitting on the ear of the streets back right, then. Right, exactly. Because there's no chart. Yeah. Like, my, my biggest issue with these lists is these lists will live past us. Yes. So whatever opinions you may truly have, if your list does not reflect that, mm-hmm. it won't matter. Because, like, even, like, we did a top 50 episode. If yeah. the Miseducation of Music Pie stops tomorrow, that's going to be how y'all going to see us, as right, that right. ranking. Like, right. that's how we ranked it. That's what's going to live on in history. When people go back and they want to find out what was popping in our time period, that's what they're going to listen to. Right. But like, I feel like we actually gave our opinions with it. We gave mm-hmm. you a reason as to reason. why we think these, why we think these artists are dope, things like that. But like, other people aren't doing that. When we got to look at a pitchfork list that's going to be on the internet forever, we got to see how these tracks make no sense. Like, why is <laughs> a why is a that B, song? Why is a B side from yes. Vampire Weekend at number nineteen? Right, right underneath Kanye West "Runaway Pusha T" and some song that I've never heard in my life. Like, that's what I mean. It's it's hard to it's hard to do this, and like, obviously, it's I don't know. Wow, I, I mean, I did listen. She's pretty good, but not fucking top of the year. She's top of the not decade. top of the decade. Good. I don't Dude, like. There's a, okay, don't like my chief Keith at thirteen. I'm okay. That's with. really that, high. Stop. That's I'm okay. Really with it. I'm high. okay. I am okay with Chief Keith. Don't like being at number thirteen on this list. I mean, no, there's no doubt that it's a classic. There's nope, no doubt nope that it's 13. a... No, 13. I'm cool with. I'm that's cool really even high. with the number they put it See, at. See, they're like fucking with me because like most but of my, my shit. Thing is, I, I don't have a list in front of me of everything. Yeah. I need to see every single song with a highlighter, like printed out on paper, and I need to highlight yeah. everything that's even worthy of being in the list first and then go back and rank it. Like, that's the only way I think I'd be able to give an accurate yeah. description. Oh, my God. Wait, what's up, what, what year did that come out? I don't like Don't like him out in 2012. I mean, let's be real. That that also did start an entire generation of rappers. It started it. it yeah, oh, fuck not. off. Number 10? <laughs> Number 10, XO oh Twilight, Easy Vert. Wrap your fucking minds around that, people. Number 10 on the bet. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, look. I'm okay with Thinking About You by Frank Ocean being beautiful, five, though. Beautiful song. I'm okay with that. Azalea Banks' only song. Azalea Banks. Six yeah, on the best of the number decade. six. Mad Fuck interesting. Off. Frank Ocean's Thinking About I You love being it. at five is mad reasonable, but it also it also helps your point out <laughs> of this being a hipster book. Of course. Okay. <laughs> right. Fuck off. And then Beyonce's formation they have at number four. I don't know. I don't know if that's the best of the fucking Why decade. does it have the longest review? Yeah. 
Wow. Fuck off, kind of, but Beyonce, but still fuck off for that song. Did you know this? The day after Trayvon Martin's birthday, Beyonce uploaded it on her website? Hmm. I did not. Wow. I had no clue. Also, I didn't know that that's, that's a Mike Will siren on the beginning. Hmm. That's cold. That's actually kind of cold. I'm not going to lie. Not not number four cold, because I think even Beyonce has dropped better songs than that Beyonce song yes. in this, okay, in this but decade. Let, let's just talk about three. We listened, to, we listened to a snippet of it. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, number that three makes is fucking Robin, ridiculous. Robin dancing on my own. And if anybody knows that song and anybody's like, oh, you guys are tripping and you fucking... Okay, then fucking message us and tell us why Robin's dancing on my own is the number three best song yeah, of the no, 2010s. Yeah, no, like, if you stand on that opinion, call into the pod. It just sounds like, like, a, like a new age <laughs> disco thing. I would be okay with hearing a, a defense, yeah. but I don't know if you could ever get me to agree. And then, like, Kendrick Lamar's all right, number one. I can see why it makes sense, but I don't, like, I still, this is when I really need to sit down and, like, I need to sit down and have a list of all the songs. Now, again, I like being um, unpartial. I like being, I like being Pharrell helped produce this? Yeah. I know, I know Pharrell's, uh, he uses the same, um, uh, like, quartet. Bop, bop, bop. Yeah. That, that, that. Those voices I've heard on a Rick Ross song, but he's also produced. Um, but again, now are we talking? I like. To, I was saying, I like to be uh, impartial. I don't even know if that's the right way to say it. I like to be in the middle. I like to be neutral. But some of these songs, like All Right, Information, and whatever other songs they have on this list, they're saying this is culturally significant. If you if you want to say what it is, this is saying that. I don't even is probably talking is talking about Trump. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, no, that's no, what no, I'm no, saying. No, no, no. This wasn't about Trump, I don't think. But I'm I saying, think this album was more so just about the state of America for a black person, no matter who was the president. No, no, no I'm saying yeah. Like, and that. I think, and I think it like it came out in a time period of like, well, now everyone can relate to it because Trump is president. That's what I'm saying. And that, they caught this, a second win. This was like the theme song to let's not freak the fuck out. Over the presidency, yeah. yeah. Like, and I said that right before we even started. I was like, it makes sense that you could put all right up there because it's like, legitimately, when Trump got elected, I saw online like everybody was like, "Hey, we're gonna be all right," and then they were right. just posting Kendrick memes and everything because right. it was like comical, but it was also like we need this, like yeah. we needed someone 100%. to reassure us. And really like I'm quick. saying, yes, but I like to be like, like, I like to be neutral. Like, if Trump was never elected, would this song still be the number one song of 2010? Not that I don't like this. It's one of my favorite songs I think of all time. Would, I think it would still be very prominent. Yeah. But I don't think it would have hit as That's many what I'm markets. Saying. So I what mean, are we saying here? But also, you got to keep in mind, and this is another thing that I don't think got taken into account for this decade, was Obama's presidency and his releasing of playlists with music yeah. that had artists such as rappers in it. It's the ultimate cosign. I mean, it's the ultimate cosign. Mm -hmm. Like, we were talking like Chance, J. Cole. Like, he brought rappers to the White House. Mm -hmm. That had never happened before right. for a sit-down meeting. Like so, music caught different, different like wins. Also, 2010 is a social media uprising that was even bigger than the previous decade. So, like, so many influences have to go into how this music is. Cause like yeah. the 2010 people rolling in the deep, yeah. we're talking like Adele dropped that album 2010. And this is before Gambino is a big rapper. Yeah. So this is when Gambino's rapping over a flip yeah. of her shit. Like with no cleared samples right. and no Just full Gambino yeah, power. Yeah. And now you look at 2019 and that man is one of the largest artists in the world. Yeah. Like, and, and, that's, yeah. And, and like that music influence is translated through his acting because if people see him as an actor, they might go, well, I like what you're doing. Right. So I'm going to check that out. They see you as a writer. They see you as these different things. Like this was... A very insane decade, and I don't think people are giving it enough credit when yeah. they're trying to name song for song what could be the best. Yeah, and I mean, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. It Maybe this decade, especially from 2010 to now, rap has catapulted itself into the mainstream. Whatever you say, I don't care. Rap is pop now. It pop is. Pop is not pop anymore. Rap is pop. And you can fucking talk to any kid ages... 15 to 20. Rap is what's hot. It, they they slip rap terms in, like lit, fucking anything, anything in the world. But what I'm trying to it's, say is it's like... It's culturally influential from every side. Yes, and I think 2010, from 2010 to now, it really 
hit its stride in terms of like, okay, this is what the youth likes. This is what everybody likes. And that's why I feel so strongly that I think a rap album is in contention for being the best album of the decade. And I said My Beautiful Dark Fantasy, especially because not just it's a rap album, but that is the first Kanye album, I think, that used not just rap as an influence it used all types of music all types of music were put into that album not just rap we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do an episode because <laughs> i can't uh i gotta i gotta get a list it's of so every... well-rounded it's Dude. just so it's so and it's a it's a story about redemption Bruh. it's a story about every like fuck when you come back in the studio my whole wall is about to be covered <laughs> with paper and i'm gonna write out every yeah. album that every meant album. anything that yeah. came out in this decade and like i pulled up uh pitch uh rolling stones top albums of the 90s because i want to see like how far along we've come nirvana was the number one album never mind and i see that because that probably influenced the whole generation of people doing rock music yeah uh but number two dr Dre the chronic i like that i like that i like that yeah that i like that back and forth and it's on rolling stone yeah like so they can even say dr Dre's the chronic was so influential but i mean like even to to help out with you saying how rap is pop music now that probably is a good. That is was a good. That's probably a good year. The seeds were planted. A good decade to put where it was like it was. You could see it now. Like yeah. this was like if you if you were to make a blueprint, you could go back to that time where you go. This is when this is when it started. Yeah, like yeah. this is when it was like no 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 we're we're not just gonna we're not just gonna make music for black people we're not yeah. just gonna sell out of our trunks yeah we're gonna make a legitimate industry out right, of it right right and like yeah I mean it's just it's I think that. <laughs> I just say crazy shit. I think that Kanye West is our generation's Michael Jackson. Woo! Or Beyonce. Woo! Those two are, are Michael I Jackson's. I like that one more. What? I like the second one You like one the second one more? more? I know, I'm just saying, like, somebody who's so fucking important culturally. I'm, yeah, I'll put those oh, two. Oh, cultural importance. Yes. Kanye and Beyonce are probably the two people that are so culturally important. They're up there with like Obama. Their sneezes matter. Their sneezes that's, matter. That's that's the level. I of put Jay Z, but Jay Z is more like behind the scenes important. Businessman. Businessman. Yep. Bus- self-made businessman. Like if that was a category, mm-hmm. Jay Z's been at the top of that for more than just a decade. Yeah, he's he's like that dude's a hustler. Maybe let's just say the whole that whole trio just that are are so culturally significant. It's fucking crazy. It is. It's yeah. insane. Like I'm talking like they could change shit. Yeah, they, they could, could really change it, and there's more people coming in because I think like the the next generation to come, or not the next generation, I apologize, the next decade to come is going to see a shift in our large cultural influences. Yeah. Whether it be a shift toward the chancy type, you know, where we just go for more positivity in our influence, right. or whether we go the new Kanye route. Like, I mean, like I just want to see what's going to happen because we have another decade mm-hmm. to to like see something happen. And I mean, maybe it's because of the age we're at, like the last decade, I I got fluid memory of all of it. Yeah. Like I'm talking from the start to the finish. I have fluid memory. Yeah. Whereas like I was a younger kid for, you know, the 2000s, 2010 and then in the nineties. But like, this was the decade that we, we were for real, like conscious during all of it. Yeah. And I think it's a weird thing when, when we grow up as kids, especially, you know, of our age bracket it's like we always hear our parents talking about when they were in their 20s and their teens but it's sort of like oh we're actually living it now yeah it's we're like, like, oh, in shit. That shit. like this is where you start getting stories yeah because yeah, yeah. you have enough recallable memory right right like and, you're um, like oh 10 years ago i remember what i was i remember where i was at yeah. i was doing some shit yeah like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really weird to think about that but that's the time we're in it is um, man. i think people just go through that but yeah i i don't know and uh, just a random note i think the day that I've been waiting for since it happened is starting to creep up. The death of like recorded in your room trap is starting to fade a little bit. No, a it little can't. bit. It, it can't, won't, and though. it can't. But like, I think now we're starting to realize like people like the Migos and all that—they have their place. They're sort of solidified in that place, and obviously, they're not going to be fucking spitting about Jesus and. When, you never know. Rant. Hey, look, if Kanye can make you know, a flip and make knows? a gospel album, we might get a Migos gospel album. But man. like, I'm cool with the Migos doing what they do. I just think that we're starting to understand now. Like, oh, maybe we want a little bit more uh, content. We want some more depth. Maybe we want some more, you know, this and that. And I mean, the thing is, like, we're about to see a crazy shift. 
Like, I mean... Like, as soon as Smino and that whole gang starts to rise up, like, Earth Gang starts to rise up... This is their time period. I think that, like, man, and I mean... uh, we we got, we're gonna get into this Cassius interview really quick because he had some uh, some really cool insights too. So I mean, just on the like flip of decades and how everybody is saying like this is about to be something crazy. This is about to be a lot of people's times. You can you can see it. You can feel it. Like a whole bunch of stuff is popping yeah. up. Like all of this Smino stuff they caught in at the back end of the uh, of the 2010s. All of this like new stuff is coming out with Earth Gang. Like. This is gonna be the the this tone is like set. The tribe called Quest. The the like leaders of the new school. Like yeah. this is like the new era of kids. Like we went through a whole phase through the 2010s of like trap, 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 murder, murder, murder from <laughs> <laughs> murder, 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 murder. Inglewood IV shot. Yeah, out. like and I think that sort of just it's like a cycle. Like fucking the college dropout killed the gangster rap era. Murked it. It murked it and it, it made it made kids go, Oh shit, maybe maybe we should just listen to this. Real yeah, quick. like let's talk about our feelings a little bit. Let's like talk about our feelings. Like, yeah, like I'm self-conscious too. Like I think that started a whole era, or just like the kids now, they were listening to that at when they were kids. Now it's their time to recreate that feeling. Exactly. Smino, to give us Earth a Gang. New feeling. Yeah, like the seeds were planted in, in whenever that album came out, oh three. Was that 03? Oh, it was College Dropout 04? Oh, 03, 04. Wait, who? College Dropout. College Dropout was 01. 01? Am I tweaking? Tripping. I'm not tripping. 2004. 2004? But recorded from I'm 99 tripping. to 2003, which That's is what, okay, crazy. Okay, cool. It took him four okay. years to make that album. I mean, yeah, because I mean, like all his mixtapes dropped in oh, the yeah, early yeah. 2000s with virtually all of those songs on it, and then the College Dropout was like a... Through the Wire, Slow Jams, 2003. Okay. So yeah. it was kind of a long rollout, but... It was a very long rollout. Yeah. It involved a car crash. And called, yeah, you had to take some time off for the car crash. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think the kids that were inspired by that are finally starting to rise up. And I think we're going to have a new era of, you know, conscious rap. I don't really like to call it conscious rap. Cause I like to call it conscious they, rap. But they can mix perfectly between party tracks and, like... I See, I, I, I think I can I drink call a Red it, Bull, by the way. I sound like I'm on Coke. I, I drink a Red Bull. <laughs> I'm very hopped up right now. I feel, like, I feel like we can call it conscious rap. And I think the issue more so is why can't we party to conscious rap? Yeah, and I like that. I think that's the problem because, like, I can't. I mean, like, look, if you turn on No Role Models by yeah. Cole at a party, I think that bitch Everybody hits. loves it. Yeah, I think it hit, and that's conscious rap. Yeah, like that's a that's a deep ass song. I think Hey Ya is the perf- Hey Ya. It's like the one. That's the one. Hey Ya is conscious as conscious. Fuck. The entire song is a sad song, bro. Y'all don't want to hear me. Y'all just yeah. want to dance. Come yeah. on, man. Now look, and when it comes to conscious and like just rappers who are about to come out and just mark 2020, we got one of the dopest artists with us in the stew via phone. <laughs> this is gonna be our first phone interview, so I hope you guys fuck with it. We got Cassius Tate on the phone, man, and let's dive into that interview, my man. Yup. He's really, he's, he's really interesting. I think you guys Dude, are going to like it. dope artist. And I'm you telling you, like this is about to be your favorite artist right here. Yeah. So look, check out this interview. It's about to start up right now. Today we're doing something a little bit different. We got somebody on the phone. It's one of my favorite artists. I'll tell you that right now. And it's definitely going to be your favorite artist after you listen to this episode. We got Cassius Tay with us today. Yo, hey, what up, y'all? How y'all feeling? What's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I'm super solid, bro. Just... Honestly, just happy to just be here, be able to, I don't know, just enjoy life for everything it is, everything yeah. it isn't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, I love that answer. <laughs> we need people to answer more yeah, like that, answer. man. That was a good <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, good I, one right I feel like everything don't got to be music related. Like, I'm just happy to be out here just being an artist, so I'm just happy that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, like, I'm still, like, human. You know what I'm saying? I flow through life. You know what I'm saying? Just, just happy you got another one, else. man. Yeah. yeah. That's what's exactly. up, man. Now, look, for those of you who do not know who are tuning into the Miseducation of Music, Cassius Tay is an artist from Chicago. He's got numerous tracks out right now. Right now, the big one is Roses. Got a video coming up, too. Man, we're going to have to talk about that one. But uh, also, I just want to say uh, Home for the Summer. That's the track. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Chi-Town Love Story, Chi-Town man. Love Story. My so God. So right now, if you don't know who Cassius Tay is, I want y'all to pause the podcast, go peep those two tracks, and come back and listen. Like, 
Man, but uh, I want to dive right in, if you don't mind, my man, because yeah, I, sure. I got some questions, man, because you, sure. I've been calling you Promotion King to a couple of my <laughs> homies, man. This is your man, Instagram, thanks, dude. I don't know how you've been doing it, man. This is what all artists need to be looking at, all small artists, because you are killing it on the promotion game. Man, thank you, bro. Uh, man, honestly, I just feel like when I look at my favorite artists, um, especially before social media, you know, I was really buying into like they aura, everything about them, they art, how they presented themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like from top yeah. to bottom, you love you exactly. love everything about the artist. You wanted to know more about exactly. them, exactly. Especially when we get people. to like the '90s and stuff, like with Pac exactly. and Big, you were, we were really in the lifestyle. Yes, bro, you definitely always in the lifestyle, and I feel like it's a lot of people that can rap, but I feel like. First of all, I really don't feel like there's a lot of people that can even rap better than me. But there's <laughs> a lot of people in this world that can rap. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of people try very hard. And I feel like it's definitely something that comes effortlessly to me. But I feel like... You got to give them being, something extra with it. Exactly. Because being a rapper, I feel like the two things, you know what I'm saying, that's important is what make people hot is your voice and... You know what I'm saying? Your ability to showcase yourself and brand yourself. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's part of you becoming a star because you don't have to even be a good rapper. If you have a good voice, you could be on. You know what I'm saying? Cardi B. (laughs) Cardi B. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. It's so many artists. Because you you buy into the whole brand with it. I mean, like, that's a great, you're raising a great point with it. Because I mean, like, when, uh, and what really caught my eye on the social media was uh, this uh, this rose thing you were doing. You went out oh, and yeah. you passed out roses to people in Chicago, and you did it in Detroit. And that yep. went along with the single, but not only was it with the single, it was just like, this is dope. Like, he's actually going out and giving people their roses. Like, physically, yep. not just mm-hmm. saying it in words, not just, you yeah. know, trying to hype people up with just some fake stuff. This was real. I mean, like, even when I went back and watched all the people and you see, like, their personal stories, like, they were happy exactly. that she was pulling up on them, man. That was just exactly. really cool promotion as well as just something good for, you know, to just period the world, man. Like, yeah. spreading positivity is super dope. And, I mean, to be able to do that in the studio and outside of the studio, that's that's a yeah. skill right there, my man. Man, I appreciate it. I think, um, I don't know. I think part of that is, like, the person I am. I think part of it is, like, my favorite artist I look up to, and I think the other half of it is... Uh, when, I went, when I was in college, me minoring in advertisement. You know what I'm saying? And oh, that wow. was... I didn't even know that, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't... That didn't tie into the passing out roses thing that ties into like how everything looks and how yeah, I design all my things and the stuff Tuesday like that. drops and stuff man yeah, no, I, I love like, those you know, man cause we drop man, on the same sure. day and I'm always like man this catch and stay Tuesday I forget we dropped <laughs> yeah. the podcast I'm like man, we got a freestyle I, I, or something coming up <laughs> oh yeah man we definitely definitely could do that um definitely and like definitely when I, I'm gonna definitely make sure I be able to come to the studio. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no, nah, dude. When we get yeah. you out in the studio, it's gonna go crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, we definitely, definitely gonna make that happen. But I, uh, yeah, I feel like that's another thing that comes effortless to me too. I really, honestly, um, am well. I'm working on two albums at once. They, they like kind of, <laughs> they, yeah. So they go together as one album, mm. but. I'm giving them separately, you know what I'm saying, through different Man. parts of the year next year. Okay. And- your own speaker box love below. Bruh, this man <laughs> yeah, got exactly. me excited yeah. for 2020, bro. Yeah, like we... love below, yeah. you know what I'm saying, or all eyes on me, or yeah, you can fix any double disc album, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Man, I, I, just, ask, like, I just, you can ask Alex, I've been trying to get everybody back on a double disc, bro. <laughs> I love the double yeah. disc. That's one of my double favorite things in the world. Yeah, man, man, like I think hard. the last the last big artist who dropped a double disc who I was fucking with heavy was Big Crit. He dropped yeah, that double key. disc forever is a mighty long time, bro. Drake, like Drake we, did one, but uh, we don't talk yeah, about we don't talk yeah. about all the Drake's double disc. <laughs> now, uh, uh, Alex, you got some questions? I'm gonna pass it over, man. I've been talking. I'm geeked out over here, <laughs> man. I'm over here talking to one of my favorite rappers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Josh put me on. I got. I was really impressed. Uh, one track that really stuck out was uh, "Shy Town Love Story." I think Thanks. it really, it really um, encapsulates, you know, Chicago sound. Obviously, with the juke, 
Um, you like, I, like fruities, the ones that's blue G. Yeah, yeah. the goofies, <laughs> oh, bro. Hey, man, that's my line on that bitch. <laughs> man, appreciate that. Yeah, and um, I just want to take it to the beginning. I know I like to hear where artists get their inspiration from or, you know, what, what their first exposure was to hip-hop. Do you remember that, what your first exposure was to hip-hop? My first exposure to hip hop, so my mom's like a super big like hip hop junkie, mm-hmm. and me growing up, it was like always in the crib. You know what I'm saying? You know how like hip hop artists now, like a Kanye or Jay Z, they they talk about songs that they sample. It's like why you sample this? It was like well, these are records that was played in my house. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Like, it's what I grew up on. Like <laughs> yeah, then this, people ask me why you rap like this. I'm like, well, this is these are records I grew up on, and I feel like um. I definitely feel like my mom's my mom's favorite rapper is Tupac. Mm. Uh, so that's my favorite rapper. My mom's second favorite rapper is Jay Z. That's mm. my second favorite rapper. And yeah, yeah. in the in the seat in the um in the radio, like me growing up, albums that were always in the chamber that I remember very vividly. Like I'm talking about like three years old though. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Three, four, five years old was always uh, straight out of Compton. Mm-hmm. I used to also steal that out my mom's car to listen to it when she was at work. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> straight out of Compton, All Eyes on Me, um, Doggy Style, The mm-hmm. Chronic Album. Because my mom, she loves like West Coast rap a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, and, I'm, I'm feeling the West Coast right yeah. now. Like everything you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm yeah, and my mom, at the she didn't really, at the time, wasn't even really when Reasonable Doubt came out wasn't a Jay fan but every she has every album except for that album you know what I'm except saying? for that one that's the one where that she was, was like yeah I understand eh, that I don't know I understand that I think yeah but my moms bad. couldn't like she just wasn't into East Coast rappers cause her favorite rapper was Tupac so she right. didn't even get him the time of day you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. I don't know so, I feel like Tupac to me was one person who blended the flows well where he like if did. he if he went to the East Coast. if he was yeah he's technically East Coast Maryland, and I mean so like if whenever he hops on the East Coast beat I could I could tell like you could definitely and, tell. like you could tell that he could bring that out of yeah. himself like but then when you hear him on the West Coast beats you like right you vibing different like yeah. when you get to like his California joint like yeah. man yeah, you, it, it feel different that whole yeah. that whole energy of West Coast man which is really yeah. cool and I mean like we can definitely hear those influences among your rap which is super dope man yeah now, it's just really just storytelling for real yeah. And I was looking at your Instagram page, and I was going to say that because you, you're wearing a lot of Tupac, you're wearing a lot of Snoop. I see, mm-hmm. the, yeah, I see that representation. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's not even just for fun, just because it looked cool. It's like I, that's just what I feel yeah, comfortable with. Right. Yeah. It is what I like. Like, which is I dope. People, I can't wear somebody's face on my own shirt if I don't feel connected to right. it. Yeah. You know if I can't, saying? like, if if I if I don't actually believe in what you stand in, why am I supporting it? Like, yeah. That's one of the biggest forms of advertisement is wearing a T-shirt with the brand. I mean, like, so that's crazy, man. And the fact you even think that deep on it is insane, man. Now, uh, Alex asked you about your inspirations earlier, but I want to know some of the more recent inspirations as far as, like, the inspiration that you got for doing the uh, freestyles on Tuesdays and just the inspiration for how you did roses and things like that. Like what's inspiring you like now, since you got your original exposure in this West coast slash a little bit of Jay-Z. Yeah. So, so the freestyle, so like I said, I'm working on two albums, you know what I'm saying? And I record in Detroit and, uh, the freestyles kind of just happened cause I've uh, been like writing, you know what I'm saying? A lot of songs for the albums for the past year and a half. And uh, I had I had one like visit in Detroit working on music, and I got so far in both. Like to train your brain to work on two different albums is kind of very hard. Yeah, no, and that so, sounds complicated, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially when I have to be like, okay, like this beat sounds for this one, and I might not be in the mood for that tape. So it's like now I want to make something for the other tape. You know what I'm saying? And because uh, the moods are definitely way different intentionally though, but. I started the freestyles because it was like, well, after I got so far, I needed something else. I just needed to just write for fun. And I was like, but I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to think about the intricacies of writing songs and stuff. So I was just like, man, I'm going to just start just freestyling on Instagram. And that led to 
uh, that w- I wasn't even supposed to be doing it as long as I did. I had a, I had like went through several issues with getting roses on streaming platforms. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And because of that, I felt like, well, I went through so much work to get this on here. Like, I went, it took me four weeks to get it on there. You know what I'm saying? That's why Jesus it's eight. Was that, was that through things like sample clearances and stuff? Or? Yeah, sample clearances, then the bit rates of the masters. Some streaming platforms had me to change and all this stuff. Some platforms didn't want to accept my cover art. Man. For different reasons, because, like, it's crazy. Like, when you famous... You could do anything on your cover art, but like when you not, they got like strict rules. You know, and what I'm that's saying? so like, crazy to me, man. Yeah, it's so like crazy. we need to find a way so, to make this shit easier for artists, exactly. bro. Yeah. So I had to take a lot off um, the cover art. Wow. Uh, yeah, because the cover yeah. art you ended up going with is that uh, picture of you like walking in the alley. I think it's pretty right. dope. Yeah, that's how, yeah. yeah so I that mean, was like, that was always the cover art. It was just a it just had other things on it to make it look like it was almost like a magazine cover. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, okay. And I had to take different things off of it, like the barcode. I had issue some, some, some what? on it. And Man, they trying to hit stuff. you for anything out here. Exactly. And they would get back to you late on the denial. So, so you waiting two weeks just to get denied on some shit. Exactly. Man. So that's how I end up having to keep rapping. And so then after that, I was like, well, I went through. And so then I sent it to one of my homies before it came out. He was saying, I don't see how uh, this song drives home the message that you arose. I'm like, you just not feeling it because you ain't been through what I've been through. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, but it's okay. But even me just knowing that, that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to have to make sure that he knows and everybody else knows why I feel like this and what exactly I'm trying to say. I feel like the track got the message across pretty dope in my opinion, man. I feel like that too. Because I, I think like it's it's really dope just when you can when you can translate a story into bars. Yeah. Like I think that's the oh, best yeah, way to put one. it. And that I feel one. like I feel like it kinda it touches back on parts from your past while also going like along with what you're doing now. Like I don't know. I felt like it painted a very complete picture in my opinion. And then when you dropped the lyrics on Genius, I was man, like, Man, yeah, this game yeah. over. I was like, okay, now everybody gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's exactly how I was feeling too. Um, I just wanted to ask you also because, you know, I think it's different, obviously way different, uh, being an artist today in, in this day and age. Um, do you feel that sort of pressure when it comes to the reality that nowadays anybody can can try to be a rapper? Or do you just focus on the fact that your skills and your, your individuality can get you through this crowd of, you know, honestly, millions of people? Um, do you think that, you know, you just focus on your skill and just kind of keep doing you? Uh, I ain't gonna lie and say, like, it don't bother me that anybody could be a rapper. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the thing that bothers me is how quick they can be a rapper. Yeah, yeah that, I, I can agree with that. <laughs> yeah, that's what bothers me. The thing that don't bother me is the fact that they don't stay around a long time. Right. Like, I know it's needed for longevity, and that's what I'm going for. Exactly. And, uh, I, I just know, you know what I'm saying, me having <laughs> friends who have had success in it, I definitely know, like, my time is coming, and it's going to come in a way that's more organic and accurate for me that is going to transcend into how long I'm going to be around. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just... And I think also, too, like, Certain people get written too quick is what they are. And I feel like that's not going to be with me. I don't want people to be like, oh, this, this person just just raps all day. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, nah, man, I make music. I make songs. I mm-hmm. make content. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just, you know what I'm saying? I definitely can just bar anybody up. But I also <laughs> care about the craft of just songwriting. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's the most important thing to me. Rapper comes so easy, you know. I think that that gets me like right into my next question, which is like, what what's your uh what's your creative space for the pen? Like, what's your ideal space to write in and get your bars down? Like, because I mean, some of your shit that you write, I'm like, that is intricate. Like, I just want to know how. Like what's the what's the aura, the vibe? Like, do you have to go in the room, turn all the lights off with some headphones, or? 
Man, I, honestly, I need. I just know I need the music loud. Okay, I feel that. Well, mm-hmm. I can feel it. Like you know, what I'm saying it's been very, very rare occasions where I haven't written music like loud. Like my last uh, freestyle over the Leah beat, it was like <clears throat> early in the morning. It was like seven in the morning when I wrote it the day before I posted it. So that I didn't want to wake anybody. You know what I'm saying? But everything else, I pretty much just um, man. Speakers full a- volume. Yeah, I I very rarely even write in the studio because I feel rushed. Like I gotta record something. Yes. I like to man, that record. is yes, everybody has that similar feeling, uh-huh. man. Yeah, I really hate. I hate that, but Did- I really it depends though. Like I can do it, but it depends on the intention of the song. Like if it's for a tape, I'm not doing that. And I'm saying I will never. But I'm just saying, like I I pretty much like writing most of my music in Chicago because of the pressure that I have when I'm home to be somebody. When I'm in Detroit, my main focus is to record and produce new content because yeah. I have no pressure out there. It's almost like escape from reality. You know what I'm saying? I don't have any responsibilities. I don't have nothing to do. It's just so easy to be... You just there to get your work done. That's actually exactly. really dope. It's dope that you have those two different spaces. And I definitely yeah. feel you on just the energy of Chicago, man. Like, when mm-hmm. you when you get into the city, if you are creative, it just makes you feel like you need to be working. Like, you're just like, damn, what am I doing to grind? Because I didn't see, like, three different crackheads ask me for a dollar, and they doing (laughs) way more work than what I'm doing today. Like, everybody in the city working all the time. Yeah. Um, I wanted to know, because you, I'm very impressed by how many flows you have. I mean, you can really switch it up. I think you're very good at, like, being a chameleon when it comes to whatever beat you're on. Um, Thanks. Yeah. um, If you could pick, like, I don't know, three producers that you want to work with, or five who would they be and why? Uh, my, my definitely um, Kanye, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because I feel like Kanye, out of a lot of producers, has produced artists the best. I'll uh, definitely give you that. Producing yeah. for other artists, Kanye, oh, yeah, really has good. been always different than just personal Kanye. I mean, like, yeah. that's the reason why the blueprint sound the way it yes. do. Like, the blueprint, the blueprint wouldn't, have uh, been, wouldn't have been as historic without Kanye. Exactly, right. Common's album. Yes. yes. Oh my you God. I mean, his early work with did. John Legend was great too. Both of those, yep. both of those two together, can make hits. Even Pusha's album, yeah, was so amazing. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Tiana Taylor, her album. Uh-huh. Nas's nice um, album. I like that cop shot the kid beat. Oh yeah, cold, definitely. Nas's album was hard too. Yeah. And Kid see Ghost was hard. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I feel like Kanye for sure. Um, I would definitely say uh, Sango. I definitely didn't. Hell I yeah. I heard that. In the, uh, that was in the freestyle last week. Yeah. I was just going to say, I didn't even just say it just to say it, but I definitely have written to like a lot of Sango beats. Um, Man, I definitely, I don't know. I feel like after that, it kind of gets hard because I could just be like, I don't know. I definitely would want to work with London. You know what I'm saying? I definitely rock with his mm-hmm. sound. Um. Cause I feel like him after working on Summer's Summer Walker's album, show how versatile he is. He went crazy on that flipper. You make me want on that come through, yeah, man. Did. Like London snapped on that shit. I have a whole new respect for him after I heard that flip. That's my favorite track on that Summer Walker. Yeah, it is. And that um, was one of my favorite ushers back in the day too. Like nah, so when I heard him come in on that second verse, I, mean, I was like, bro, this is yeah. this is a hit for the for the ages. Yeah, definitely surprised me. And then I would say forty. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And because I really like that sound of music he makes, mm-hmm. and I don't know if like the last one could be really be a. Honestly, I would let I would really want to work with like I don't know like either Travis or Tame Impala or. Nice, nice. I like these saying? picks. I like these picks a lot. Yeah, <laughs> really, really anybody who's like just musical. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I like I to hear you on like a Pharrell beat. I don't know Man, why. But, I feel yeah, like definitely. some Pharrell was now. Yeah. Yeah, Pharrell drums is just amazing. Great. His drums are complete. Him and Timbaland's drums, bro. I'll yeah, never understand. Got great drums. Yeah. Man, yeah. I don't know. Timbaland where. got back in his 90s bag. Yeah. 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 Bro, be, I saw him and Missy uh, in the studio the other day. I was hoping for some new, <laughs> for some new 90s drum bag. Yeah. Vibes, you know. Yeah. If he get on that. Oh, yeah. If they get on that, it's game over. They're going to take over yeah. again. I mean, like. Yeah, definitely. They We still today playing their tracks. 
Always. Now, along with uh, with your dream, you know, like lineups with producers. What? Who would be your dream features? Like, who would dead you, or alive? Yeah, dead or alive. Probably gonna be Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tupac would definitely be one of them. But my dream features would be uh, Shade. Wow. Ooh, man! Oh, First time wow. on the pod. First time somebody said that one. Shade off rip would be. Cause I've sampled her so many times. <laughs> she'll be, she'll be the first one. Um, I would say Brent Fires. He would be another one that I definitely need as a feature. Um, who else? Most of my features would really be singers. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I feel that uh, man. Yeah, over rappers. I, mean, I love the course, combination like of singing and rap. Like it just yeah. goes together yeah. so well. Definitely. Now, I got a question that I ask all artists every time we pull them into the studio. What do you do to nurture your creativity? Mm. Like, what do you do to make sure that your creativity is in check and you don't let it fall to the wayside? Honestly, I feel like leaving Chicago, like, every, like, two to three weeks or every other month to go to Detroit helps a lot because in Chicago, when I think about artists majority of artists try to fit into like a Chicago lane, Chicago sound, you know what I'm saying? I really don't like, I don't even look at local talent for how I for just anything. I don't don't really check the wave on anybody. It's like, I'm still going to be doing my own thing. I I honestly say that and mean it. Like I do not look at my peers and see what they doing. I congratulate them, but not from like a, I don't see them from like a, this is what I need to be doing perspective. I only look at artists like Drake, Cole, Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I reach for. And then when I go, even like as far as like, uh, even Travis as well, you know what I'm saying? But when I go to Detroit, I feel like the artists that I connect with and I work with and I be around, um, they, they, they feel the same way, you know what I'm saying? Because they definitely have a certain sound. But these artists that I be around, Really just do their own thing and make the music they like to hear, you know what I'm saying? And they just make that music. And seeing how well they do what they do makes me want to do the things that I, you know what I'm saying, specialize in better. Man, that's what's up, right? Yeah, because I think um, I think that was sort of a 90s thing. Like, you had East Coast, West Coast. But nowadays, because of the internet, you can get inspired by anybody, yeah. anywhere. Like a Chicago I'm not kid can sound, for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Like a Chicago kid can sound like Atlanta. A Atlanta kid can sound like a Chicago kid. It doesn't matter nowadays. Honestly, yeah. Really, yeah, honestly, like, don't. You can't tell somebody's location on their flow right. anymore or how they dress. You used to be able to be like Tim's and Jeans, right. New York. <laughs> right. Like, right. Now exactly. it's like, man, we got no clue where this kid is from. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Which I think is really actually pretty anywhere. dope. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I want to know, like you said, obviously. Hopefully, it's the goal of you know any any rapper, any artist is, is longevity. But um, where do you see yourself in, in let's say five years with your career? Um, you know, what do you hope to accomplish? What is your you know your ultimate goal in this? What do you think is? Um. So five years. I'm trying to think. Okay. Boom. So, uh, man, I will always think about because I'm about to turn 25 next year, and I always think about J Cole. He had a line that said at the time of this around five years till I know 30. And uh, he said that on, I think, the Return Assembly. And that was before his first album came out. Yeah. And I was just looking at everything Cole did from 25 until he was 30 years old. And even other artists that I'm inspired by. And I honestly feel like nothing is impossible for me. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, like, in these next five years, I definitely see myself, um, of course, like next year dropping these two tapes. But from then, really 2020, I know a lot of people say this, but this has been really cultivated and planned. You know what I'm saying? Before it was hot on the internet to be the year for me to be able to do everything that needs to be done to catapult me to that next step for these next, from there, I guess, four years for me to be able to, you know, go on different tours and I just saying like and I'm specific with it like you know what I'm saying like tours and like concert venues not like we just touring around different like 
smoke shops and yeah you know just in the in the car with the homies tour yeah nah, <laughs> no disrespect tour. to in the car with the homie tours but yeah, like. yeah no disrespect but my I, you know what I'm saying got bigger and specific goals and yeah. to be on like to really to catch on to like a couple artist tours to build my fan base while still dropping uh music to be able to then drop an album, to be able to then have my own tour, to be able to then have my debut album, mm. to potentially, you know what I'm saying, God willing, withstand uh, time to be able to become a classic album. Mm. And by that time, I feel like my second album should, depending on how, you know what I'm saying, fast I would be making music, but I could see like second or third album time frame you know what I'm saying on a famous scale though you know what I'm saying and aside from that just music really just I don't know like modeling for different brands starting my own brands as far as like things that I have planned um things as far as like even rebuilding some things that I feel like that was important to me in the community you know what I'm saying so I feel like really all of those things is what I see in my next five years but most importantly the thing I see in the next five years is me being able to have the success that I have to be able to put everybody around me mm. on and give them a position of power, not even just in music, but just really just with anything they want to do in life. I just want to be able to yeah. fund all my people's dreams, uh, mm. help pay some of my friends lawyer fees or whatever people want to do. You know what I'm saying? Really, that's what I really care about and that's what i want to do in the next five years i think that's a dope vision and i can already see the seeds you planting for it i mean just to give you a couple shout outs on the things you was mentioning you just did a Foot Locker campaign, so yeah, we already see yeah, you yeah, out yeah. here for the brands, man. That's Definitely. a dope Jordan campaign. You mentioned Thanks. the tours, man. Uh, you're uh, you're opening up. Uh, is that Scotty? Yeah, Scotty's yeah. on tour. Is yeah, that what day so, is that? Is that today? Uh, yeah, tonight, yo. Nice. Man, go crazy. Got a performance yeah. after the pod. By the time everybody who's listening hears this, this performance will have already happened. Yeah. But, like, yeah, man, definitely. that's that's really dope. Like, you're opening up in Chicago for artists already. And we got uh, the new video, Roses, coming out when this episode yeah. drops. Same day. Definitely. So, yeah. man, if you're listening right now, go cop that. Because Cash yeah. is, man, you on, you on, you're on track for this five-year you just said, man. I, I can see am. you reaching everything you just said, my dude. Man. I appreciate it. And I honestly, I really want to thank um, everybody around me that really uh, motivates me to be better in life. You know what I'm saying? Motivates me to accomplish all my dreams, all my friends that I have around me. that are also like very big um, dream chasers and reach for the stars and everything they do because I think that's what also keeps me going forward because it's like, I don't feel alone. Like, I, me having other people who chase their dreams, those are the people that inspire me, really, to do better in my artistry, aside from just artists, just people in my life who want to and are going to become something and who are walking into their path daily. So, big shout-out to all those people. I want to name all of them, but... it's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot. Like, you just got to say the homies. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, it's a lot of them. Yeah, and I was going to um, sort of go back to what you were talking about, about dropping an album. I think, uh, do you feel that there's a pressure? Because I know I always say that rappers age in dog years, especially in, you know, the streaming era. You know, oh, yeah, like it got every even day quicker. That, yeah, every day that Definitely. passes is, is like, you know, money lost or fan loss. You know, this all this thinking can, can go into an artist's head. Um, do you see yourself, I don't know, like what's your opinion on labels in terms of, you know, especially in this day and age, uh, signing to a label or being associated with a label. Do you do you feel that you would like to do an independent and, you know, maybe get managed by somebody or would you just sign to a label? Like, what's your opinion on that? I would get signed depending on the amount of control I have. That's, right. That's really, I'm not against labels, but just as much as I'm not with labels. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of just like, uh, I do know being independent is amazing, but I like everything y'all see done on my Instagram. I do on my own. The only thing I don't do on my own is produce my music, record my music, master my songs. Um, I don't whatever the other part of the process you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't take the pictures, but I edit them. I don't shoot my videos. That's another thing that I don't do. But anything else, like um, me making that that documentary, me making all these flyers, me making any artwork or stuff like that, unless I tag somebody in it. 
I really do it all on my own. And it's, it's so many other things that I want to do. And these are just basic things that I feel like that labels give you access to mm-hmm. because yeah. of the funding. And I feel like with me, when I have the amount of fans to be able to have that leverage to, to say what I want, then from there, I would go to the labels or if they still, at this point, they would definitely be contacting me and I would be able to <laughs> negotiate where I want my money to be going towards. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I don't want money going it. towards, like, I don't want a money budget for my for my clothes, for my, for my videos. I would use my money for that. I want money for, like, uh, just put it strictly towards promo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Advertisement, you know what I'm saying? So, so, more so if you were to get one of these deals, you're just trying to be in the budget meeting on your money. That's the really? That's honest. <laughs> yeah. I don't even care to be fresh with it, you know what I'm saying? That's going to come. Like, bro, I'm going to be getting booked so many shows. I'm pretty, <laughs> sure, I'm pretty sure I can use that bread, you know what I'm saying, to yeah. jump in a fit, you feel me? Exactly. But I just really need the money for marketing and promo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't even need y'all to really even pay for my studio time, you know what I'm saying? I don't even, because I really would love to have a home studio or I'm pretty sure, you know what I'm saying, that'll, that'll get figured out uh, um, somehow. But I really don't care about stupid label budget things that I feel like every artist thinks that they need. And I don't waste time recording. I don't waste time in the studio. Like, I only go to record, you know, so I don't sit there, make the song, and then... I don't waste all that time, so I just really need the bread for just specific things, and you know, I'm not worried about giving them the money back and stuff like that because, you know, y'all put in the music, y'all put in the money towards something that's gonna make the revenue come back anyway. You know, exactly. What I'm saying? It's right. like, like if if you do get your branding to where you want it to be in five years, the money's gonna keep making itself. Right. Exactly. Right. That's. That's really that's nothing that's in my five year plan too. I definitely need to um to own all my masters. True. Hundred percent, man. Trust me. Yeah. We was gonna say it before the pod was over. That's everything that I yeah. impart to any artist I talk to. Yeah. Get them to masters, them man. Yeah. Cause I've been own behind the I've been behind the boards for so long. I didn't see so many people come in the studio and not own a piece of their track. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, dude, you wrote all of that, and like the beat yeah, is on lease. Yeah, like you can't even drop it because some of the lyrics in uh-huh. there, like man, yep. that's some of the worst feelings. It definitely is. Yeah, but I mean, that's good that you have that mindset because a lot of kids who want to do music only focus on that aspect. It's just the music, and then you know, if they happen to do, or if they happen to um, gain some sort of traction as an artist that's when business gets involved and they don't know what the hell's going on and unfortunately they get taken advantage of or, you know, somebody else controls their vision and, you know, this and that. But that's good that you have that mindset. Um, yeah, thanks. I just had a couple more questions. One is a, is a, just a fellow music lover. What is your For opinion sure. on people like Kanye putting out an album and, like, they keep editing it? Like, they keep making adjustments to the album as it's on streaming platforms or as it's already out. Do you... Do you have the mindset of like once an album's out, that's it, it's done. I, I close that that book, the chapter of my life is over. Or do you do you mind at all when they start, you know, tweaking with the sounds or taking things out or adding things? Shit, that Only, was a good question, bro. No, that was an amazing question. <laughs> In my honest opinion, at first I hated it when it happened with Pablo, mm-hmm. like five times. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> But when it when it comes to Jesus is King, because nothing really changed like lyrically or production yeah. wise. Yeah. So, but by me, just even um, sometimes you'll have a master of a song, and then you'll upload it on like a streaming service, and because of how they have to also then condense the song to be able to, for it to be played. I understand what it's like to be like, man, like when I just have it, it sounds way better. Yeah. So let's remaster it to tweak it to be able to, you know what I'm saying, be able to sound better on this streaming platform. So I I definitely understand it. And I think from that perspective, it's definitely like a good thing. The only thing I don't like is that famous people get to do it quicker than people who aren't. (laughs) Yeah, so, I yeah, feel like Kanye true. puts out an edit and it's up like 20 minutes later. Yeah, it really is. But I mean, he no, I even did that like back on graduation with Stronger. He said he redid the drums on Tons Stronger times. 12 times. Wow. 12 times, man. And that was before streaming era. Yeah. So that was legit different albums. Way different. Which is even more insane. 
Now, man, yeah. we we wrapping up right now, but I just want to give you, I just want to give you a straight shout out for uh, my favorite bar because uh, we we always listen to playlists of the artists before we start uh, talking to them on the podcast. And yeah. my favorite bar is from Home for the Summer. I think it's the beginning of the second verse. Uh, the wordplay is stupid. Uh, I think the bar goes, I hit her up day seven. That's when I tell her I'm feeling weak. See you at 12.30. She read it at Christmas Eve, 12.24, about 20. Man, the, the wordplay on that bar is straight stupid. And I, like, like, how did you even get to that, man? Like, I just want to know. <laughs> man, honestly, bro. I don't know. It's, it's sometimes very rare that I listen to a song of mine and I'm like very happy that I came up with something. Like it's just some things just flow naturally, but that was one of those things because I don't even remember how I originally started that second verse, but it definitely wasn't like that. And I was just rapping and I said, it, and I'm like, bro, that was hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just, I don't know, really just being in the moment, but it's so funny. When you, before you even said what the bar was gonna be, I just had a weird feeling. That's what it was gonna be because man, nah, dude, I'm it. telling you, I was watching the music video. Also, shout out to uh, to Juwan for that yeah. video, man, because it's dope. But like, I it, like I've heard that song numerous times. I played in my car, got it in a hella playlist. But like, I was watching a video yesterday, and when I when I heard that bar, I just rewound that motherfucker like twelve times, dude. Yeah. I was like, that bar is straight insane. Like, the wordplay on the numbers, how you even just, like, the Christmas Eve bar for 1224, dude. Like, yeah, thanks, the wordplay is straight insane. Like, we need genius on that motherfucker because that needs to be broken. Oh, yeah, we need everybody. Yeah, like, that need to be broken down by the by the critics on the website, yeah. bro, because that, that's a cold-ass bar. So I just wanted to salute Man. that. And I think I Alex got a last for question for you before we get on yeah. out of. I like to ask everybody sure. that, that that's on the show. What's your pillow, pillow situation like in your bed? What what kind of pillows you sleep on? What's your system? I need like to know. Two pillow, three two pillows, pillows, body pillow. What's the pillow situation? Man, <laughs> honestly, bro, if you want to know the real, I got. Hold on, let me count: one, two, three, four, five, six, yes. seven, eight, yes. nine, ten. I got ten pillows. Yes. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Damn. So, yes. Yeah, about, I got dude. ten pillows on, on the bed. It just depends on. They all got like this ten pillows. Um. Well, I'm missing one. It might be 11. So it's Damn, 11. man. It's 11 pillows, and two of them all have, well, wait, 10 of them have the same cases, so it's kind of like where they alternate. Like, these two have a, they have the same, these two, these two, these two, mm -hmm. and then, like, the last one is, like, different, but they all match. And <laughs> yeah, so, but the two that have, like, the softest cases don't have, like, any, like, material on them or any decoration on them. Them the ones I like mostly like sleep on because it's just like the most comfortable. Man, I think you were the most prepared yeah. person for that question. Yeah, yeah everybody else who has ever been asked that question yeah. is like, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, I think I got no, like two. Ten pillows. <laughs> nah, it's definitely a lot of pillows. I'm ten glad pillows. I, I literally walked past my room as I was asking. <laughs> like, I can tell you right now, ten pillows, definitely. Well, Eleven of them. Man, that goes crazy, my dude. Well, look, thank you for coming on the show, man. I'm so glad we finally got this worked out. I've been trying to get you on the pod since the summer, man. Man, thanks, bro. Thanks. I appreciate y'all a lot. Man, and also for everyone out there who is listening, we're going to uh, outro again with Roses. We uh, we did it last time when Roses dropped, but we're going to do it again. You know, it seems befitting for the video drop today. Link for that is going to be in the description so everybody can check it out as well as all the links to Cash's social media so you all can check them out and follow him, man. Anything else before we pop out of here? Uh, no, man. It was great talking to you. Great to uh, understand a little bit more. Uh, and I'm definitely man, a fan, thanks. so I'm, I'll definitely be looking out for what you drop. Man, thank you so much. Hell yeah, man. Anything you want to say before we get out of here? Man, really? Uh, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate everybody that's listening. Um, y'all could definitely follow me. Uh, at C-A-S-S-I-U-S-T-A-E Cash yeah. is Tay You know what I'm saying I do follow back Hit me up DM me You know what I'm saying We could talk We could chat uh, I feel like I've been talking To so many people lately Ever since I've been Dropping these freestyles so, Hell yeah you know. man Let me tell you Cash is one of the most Easily accessible artists <laughs> For like, real I'm always I think the first time people. I ever hit him up Was on a DM He replied back In like five minutes Like Yeah Literally <laughs> You know what I'm saying I really be I don't know, bro. I really just be talking to so many people at once, like, every day. So it's just kind of like, I definitely see it, you know what I'm saying, eventually. 
Definitely, man. Well, look, everybody, make sure you're going out to follow Cassius as well as check out that new music video directed by John the Director. Uh, Juwan the Director, I'm sorry about that. Uh, check out our outro track, Roses by Cassius Tay, and we out. See you, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to just talk shit, you know what I'm saying, my whole time here. I feel like, why not? Play is the only way to let niggas know, you know what I'm saying, the type of shit you want. Yeah, yeah. Niggas don't take you serious until shit gets serious. Shit finna get serious. Yup. Uh-huh, Tebow chop simple, I ramble on beats Scramble like egg whites for the off-white Gotta be pristine, my nigga Virgil bold. T in my humble abode I need some black on, fitted clothes Still fuck with Kenneth Cole God bless Kenny soul Kept pop alive long enough to see 95 20 years, I 9 to 5, put in work Punch card, broke boy, had a lunch card Lunch lady was looking out to the principal Put us out, never sneaking out But I snuck in windows to hit stains The sisters and play with pistols with rubber grips Suffering without suck attached, but I hustle nip Sack Fit with zip sacks, crunch bar like a six pack. Just a little quick snack. Never took notes on lectures, just life lessons. Papa was a G, I'm a disciple of my father's son, and the Holy Spirit baptized, still sinning, chastised, still winning. Lift us out our socks and our shoes. They robbed us of some opportunities, my clock hit and snooze, and now I'm woke. 20 something scared of my 30s is coming faster than a nigga fucking a girl of his dreams. I don't know what's next in this life. This world got me questioning if I'm doing it right. I'm just a student at life. Please look at me. They don't find schools, but the judge started booking me. Parish are saying they found a crook in me. Frame niggas like vibe covers, they don't love us. I tell my niggas I love them to cover the gold yard or the dirt from the graveyard. Main goal is to go Ronaldo. I ain't had niggas from the sandbox or snot nose. More like from the block with an itchy finger Glock blow. Gotta have a plot to escape, you know. Say don't stay stagnant and wait. In gang ways, we done lost gang members to gang violence. The less I know, the better, like Tame Impala. Bow wow on this first album. Headed to the store with a dog with a chain collar. Four deep on the block, nigga. Costa Nostra, this thing of ours. Life give you shit, but I make flowers. Rose from it all, like the whole town point guard. Future been drawn since Rosar. Keith Cozart, I'm cheap. I don't like niggas thinking this shit sweet, nigga. I feel like if you walk by a street, Saw roads growing out of country. Even if they had messed up pedals and some you know, to the side, you would marvel at just seeing the roads grow to country.